548. Good morning, honey. Good morning. How are you doing? Perfectly good. Looks to be a nice day out there. Excited to go back to work? Tell you the truth, I am. The vacation was just what I needed to get my spirits up. I was going a little crazy there for a while. You did seem a little stressed out. But who doesn't get that way from time to time? You'll always be great in my mind. Yeah, I was feeling a little overworked. But hey, Nothing like a week of fishing, hiking, and quality family time to reset the nerves. Never knew you were such a sentimentalist. Oh, come on now. I know I don't say it enough, but you and Michael mean the world to me. I never doubted it. Well, I suppose. It's time to head for the shower. Looks like you might need a shave, too. Yeah, a week off work and I start to look like a hobo. Toodles! Jerry looked into the mirror. Had he lost weight? Why did he look so run down? Are you off to work already? Yep. Need to get in there early so I can tackle all the paperwork. I'm sure it's just been piling up. Poor thing. Well, you go get him, dear. I sure will. Bye-bye, Michael. Bye, Daddy. Well, hello, Mr. Maggard. Good to see you so bright and early. Hello, Karen. How have you been? Busy. We all missed you around the office. So how was the vacation? Pretty grand. Michael loved the beach, and I got to show him how to fish. That sounds lovely. What is he now? About eight? Seven and a half. He's just full of energy. (laughs) They always are. Sometimes I really miss being that young. When I was about eight, my dad would take us to my aunt and uncle's place out in the country. I loved that farm. All the animals and the trees. It was peaceful out there. There were always things to do. Jerry watched Karen's face light up. He tried to remember something from his own childhood, but drew a blank. Those were the times, weren't they? Not a care in the world. Hmm. Well, I'm off to make my rounds. Glad to have you back, Jerry. Glad to be back. It's going down, Jerry. Jerry looked up at Bruce Schulter. Howdy, Bruce. So, Jer, 
What do you have to say about them Devils, huh? Can you believe it? There they were only a month ago at the back of the division. Eight straight wins later, and we're only a game and a half behind the Orcas. Not too shabby. I must admit, it is pretty impressive. I still don't know, though. They do seem to always blow it. Ah, fooey. Have some faith, my man. These guys are not going to lose with the pitching they have. Uh, yeah, except I said the same thing a year ago. Huh. Wouldn't you want to place a friendly wager on it? I'm not much of a betting man, Bruce. Oh, come on. How about ten bucks? I'd rather not. Look, you're not going to go broke from losing the ten spot. It's not that. It's more the fact that I just don't like to bet for or against my own team. Well, that makes sense, I suppose. No, no, I'm just joking with you. <laughs> yeah, see you later, Jibber. What was that? Bruce kept walking. There we go. Hey, Jerry, wait up. Uh, you up for having a drink at the old Pigsteins? It's just around the corner, and they have one of the best happy hour prices in town. Not this time, Bruce. I'm still trying to recover from vacation. Alrighty then. Maybe next time, huh? One of these days, Bruce, you have my word. And I will hold you to it. I promise. See you around, brother. One love. See ya. Hey, Jerry, have you got a second? Of course, Karen. I just wanted to let you know that management loved your work on the Langley account. Just doing my job. Well, you do it well, Mr. Maggard. I know I was writing you pretty hard back then. Management was putting a lot of pressure on this department. Don't even think about it, Karen. I wouldn't want to be in your place. All that stress. Sheesh! Yeah, well... I just wanted to let you know it was nothing personal. Everyone was pretty frazzled back then. I mean, just look at Jeff. He hasn't been the same since. Jeff? Oh, what am I thinking? I'm Aunt Bruce, of course. I am such a buffoon sometimes. Hmm. Well, welcome back, and keep up the good work. Management assures me they have a place for you in the future of this company. That's wonderful to hear. See you tomorrow. Howdy, neighbor. Great afternoon. Couldn't have put it any better myself. How are things over there in Casa del Klein? Great. Hey, nice table, by the way. Maggie showed me your handiwork this afternoon. Thanks, Bob. It's not quite up to your craftsmanship, but I try. You're getting there. Lots of potential. So Maggie said you guys had a blast up at the lake, huh? Oh, it sure was swell. We all need to get away. Thanks for watching Lisbon, by the way. I know she can be a handful sometimes. Don't even mention it. Lisbon and I have a good connection. Good to hear, Bob. Eh, I better head in. Supper's almost ready. It was nice chatting with you. Well, enjoy. Maggie said she was making casserole. I am in love with it. Kathy couldn't cook if her life depended on it. It's a miracle the boys and I never starved. I'm sure there'll be plenty of leftovers if you want. Oh, forget about it. I'm not looking for a handout. You go on in and enjoy. See ya, Bob. And what does that word say? Jer... 
Good job. I'm home. Daddy, Daddy. How's my little man today? Mommy's teaching me to read. Is that so? And he's getting good at it, too. Aren't you, Michael? If you say so. Before long, you'll be able to read yourself to sleep. No way. I like your voice better, Daddy. Aw, you too. You're making Mommy feel like an outsider. Dinner's almost ready, dear. Then I'll get washed up. The smell of the casserole seeped into the bathroom. Jerry could almost taste the dull mishmash of peas, carrots, beef, and cream of mushroom soup. So I told Gail, if that's what you want, then go for it. Set Tim down and talk it out. You shouldn't give a thought to what everyone else is saying. Now, I'm not sure that was the best advice to give her. I don't know what to tell you, Mags. I usually try to keep my nose out of other people's business. But she asked me for advice. What was I supposed to do? I got nothing for you, babe. You're lucky you don't have to deal with those kinds of problems. We're both lucky we have such a good marriage. That we are. Fortune smiles upon us. It's a lot better than having to drag everybody else through a bunch of ridiculous problems. You're not being very helpful today, Mr. Maggard. Sorry. Say, could you pass me the salt, dear? Sure. Now, not too much, you hear me. You know what Dr. Zamir said the last time you were there? I know it, darn it! You don't have to badger me every damn time! Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I'd been nagging you. Well, you have, okay? And I'm darn tired of it, too. And you! Why don't you shut up, you little jerk? Daddy? It's all right, boy. Daddy's just a bit of a grump. Is it something I did? I'm sorry. I need to excuse myself. I think I'll go take a walk and clear my head. Again, I'm I'm sorry, guys. Be careful, dear. No, no, no. That's assault again. I swear to God, I'm gonna have to... Nice night, wouldn't you say? Sure is. You going for a little after-dinner walk? Yep. Wouldn't want some company, would you? Jerry looked from Bob to his own house, and then back. He couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. That would be swell, Bob. I could use some company. I just love this time of year, don't you? It is pretty swell. That doesn't even begin to describe it. I mean, the air is cool and clean, and now the leaves are beginning to turn. It is a sight. Sure is. Fall has got to be the best time in the year to be alive. So, uh, not trying to pry, but I have to ask, are you going to tell an old friend what the problem is? Why would you say there's a problem? Look, we've been living next door to each other for the better part of a decade. After that much time, you tend to pick up on things. Is that so? Sure. I mean, for one, you were staring at the ground on your way out. I guess I could have been. And I heard the shouting, too. Walls ain't so thick in this neighborhood. It seems not. Hey, I'm not trying to force it out of you, Jerry. I'm just saying, if you feel like talking, I'm here. You know, you're right, Bob. I am in a mood. There's a lot of bad thoughts floating around this old noggin these days. And I just can't seem to get anything right. How do you mean? 
I don't know. I mean, tonight, for instance. We were just sitting there enjoying our dinner when I asked for Maggie to pass the salt. As she does, she brings up the fact that my doctor told me to watch my sodium intake. I tell you, Bob, I just lost it. That happens to the best of us. It may surprise you, but I've lost my temper with Kathy more than once. Sometimes all that dang nagging just drives a sane man to the other side. That's just it, Bob. It wasn't really the nagging that got to me. Well, maybe it was, but it wasn't just the nagging. There's something else behind this whole mess. How do you mean? (laughs) I don't know if I should say. I'm afraid if I told you, you would think I was off my rocker and hitting the sauce. Just try me, old friend. Don't say I didn't warn you. You see, it's like this. A couple months back, I felt like everything was going my way. I had a beautiful wife, a bright, young, healthy boy, and a good job. Granted, I've got plenty of complaints when it comes to work, but who doesn't, right? Everybody. Right. So, everything's just going dandy, and then something got screwy in my mind. All of a sudden, I start getting bad feelings about things. Strange feelings, really. Before you know it, everything feels off. Off, you say? I hate to break it to you, old friend, but we all go through that at one time or another. It just comes with the territory. Hell, in these modern times, it's a bit hard not to envy the free men of the world. I get that you're making a joke, Bob, but you might be missing my point. Sorry, keep on explaining. You see, I'm very aware people get grumpy sometimes. Complacency does that. This wasn't me being grumpy. This was a whole lot more of a creeping feeling. Something a little more sinister. Really? And how's that? Things in my head started shaking loose. My brain was yawning towards being awake. Things began to look a weird bit different. Explain. Well, for one, I began to realize there were gaps in my memory. Do you know I have no idea what my childhood was like? It seems like your vacation wasn't long enough. I think you might just be stressed out. I know people you could talk to. Enough with that. Just listen to me. I don't have childhood memories, Bob. And I came to realize something was fundamentally wrong with the big picture. You see, I know that this whole suburban husband-father thing is an elaborate lie. A strange and dull fiction. Whoa, Jerry, slow down a minute. That's starting to sound a little crazy, old friend. Something happened, Bob. Something woke me up from this oppressive sleep. And you know what? Jerry, maybe we should go back and have a drink. What do you say? I know you're in on it, too. What are you talking about? God, what are you... Don't try to speak until I tell you to. I don't have a lot of time here, Bob, so I'd appreciate some cooperation. (laughs) You're nuts. What the hell is... I'm going to cut right to it, Bob. I'm usually a very calm, collected fellow, but recently I've been through an awful lot. Now I'm giving you a chance to live in one piece. Tell me what you know. If you don't, I'm going to start cutting little bits of you off until you do. But by that point, who knows if I'll even be able to stop. You got me? Mm-hmm. Good. How many people in this neighborhood are watching me? Show me with your hands. Five. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to take my hand off your mouth to answer this next one. If you try screaming, I will hurt you. Got it? Mm-hmm. Who are they? <sighs> Me, Kathy, Maggie, and two more, but I'm not sure who. And how do I know you're not lying? You don't. You just have to trust... <laughs> Damn it! I've got one last question for you, Bob, old buddy. Who is it you work for? I can't tell you. How about your ear, then? It doesn't matter how many pieces you chop me into. I can't tell you because I don't know who I work for. They deposit money into a bank account every week. I'm just a former military guy trying to make a wage in the civilian world. Hmm. Well, Bob, it's been a pleasure. Wait, you told me you wouldn't... Jerry looked around the park for any passersby. There was no one. Hey, mister. The voice seemed familiar. Got any change? I know you, don't I? You should. We've been through a lot together. What is going on? Christ! Am I going to have to hit you, too? No. I ain't here to harm you, mister. I'm here to help you. Tune in to Station Zero. Somehow, Jerry remembered the device in his sock drawer. Can you tell me what in the hell is going on around here? All you gotta do is tune in to Station Zero, mister. They got the answers you need. You better hurry, though, because they're gonna be coming for you. Without warning, the man in his nicely pressed suit walked away. For a moment, Jerry thought about following him. He decided better of it. There was too much work left to do. (sighs) Jerry? Jerry? What the- Here I am, Mags. Jerry? Why can't I move? Because I tied you up. And why would you tie me up? I tied you up because I didn't want you to move, silly. Duh. Jerry, this isn't funny. Untie me now. Sorry, dear, but I can't really trust you. Jerry Maggard, untie me now. Now look what you've done. You've upset Lisbon. Have you completely lost it? What is wrong with you? Gee, let me see. For starters, you've been lying to me this whole damn time. What are you talking about? Really, Maggie? After all this, you're going to question my logic? Look, you and your bosses have had a good go at it. You had me believing all this domestic nonsense was real. Kudos. You made an elaborate setup feel thoroughly real. But... It's over. I'm starting to feel like the old me again. The me that isn't Cherry Maggard. You're insane. Listen to yourself. Who is it that you think you are? I feel almost bashful to say it out loud, but here it goes. I'm Citizen Q. Wow. That was weird. It's been a while. Would you come back down to Earth for a minute? Let's talk about this. I agree with Bill. I hate this goddamn dog. Do you have to go out, huh? Come here, Lisbon. What are you doing? I'm going to take Lisbon out. Don't you dare, you sicko. Oh, look at the little doggy. Run, Lisbon. Run. All right. Out we go. Don't you dare. (sighs) Who knew she would bounce like that? (laughs) Goofy old science. Kind of makes you wonder. How could you? She was just a poor, defenseless animal, you sick, sick man. How could I? How could I? How could you? You had me believe and they murdered the both of you. 
You couldn't remember that. Couldn't I? Hate to break it to you, but I remember everything about the room without tears, Maggie. I watched that evil son of a bitch shoot you and Michael in the head. And you let me believe it was real. So who's the sicko now? Yeah, well, you should have seen your face. You lost it. If you wouldn't have been tied up like that, I bet you would have curled up into a little ball. I loved every minute of it. It took a lot of control not to stand up and laugh in your pathetic face. I'm sure it did. But that's not saying a whole lot about the type of person you are now, does it? Wonder what it felt like to be sleeping with the enemy this whole time. Ugh, don't think the idea of that doesn't make me sick. Well, it does. <laughs> to think of your disgusting, sweaty body all over me? God, I want to be ill. Harsh critic. Doesn't matter, though. The sex was boring anyway. You'll burn for this, Jerry. I hope you know that. You'll pay for killing my precious dog. You know, I don't think I will, Maggie. In fact, I'm leaving. You'll never get out of here. They're watching. I know. Bob told me all about it after I hit him a few times. Then, I threatened to cut him up. Heck, he wouldn't stop yapping after that. Kathy was a little more resilient, though. I actually had to take her ear off before she told me Paul and Donna Lester were involved. She even told me about the tracking device on the back of my neck. I've had a very busy day. You're lying. I'm afraid I'm not. You're the only one left alive. I'd probably get rid of you too, but I still have all these icky feelings for the way things seem to be. Oh well. They'll find you. They'll find you and they won't stop next time. You had it easy in the room without tears. You won't be so lucky twice. This has been a great chat, Mags. I feel like we're really getting to know each other all over again. But, unfortunately, Michael and I have to get going. Time's a pretty important factor right now. He's not your son, Jerry. What you're doing is kidnapping. Really? And whose kid is he? How should I know? You should know because no matter what I've done or how much you get paid, he's just a kid. He doesn't deserve to be used in this weird little spy game. He deserves better. And I swear on my life he'll get a shot at a normal life. <laughs> you are so naive. You really don't have any idea what's going on here, do you? I'll figure it out as I go. Well, this is it. I'd say goodbye, but what's the point? This marriage wasn't built to last. I hate you, Jerry Maggard. I hate you and I wish I wasn't... I hope you grow out of this, Mags. I really want to believe there's a better person in there somewhere. Daddy? Come on, Michael. It's time to get up and go. Where's Mommy? She's sleeping. Come on. Where are we going? To tell you the truth, I have no idea. Jerry picked Michael up from the bed, then grabbed the suitcase. As he walked into the hallway, he looked to the door of his bedroom. He studied the frame, thinking back to every moment he had spent behind it. Michael clung tighter to his neck, burying his head deep into Jerry's shoulder. He gave the house one last look as he moved through the rooms. He felt neither happiness or sadness as he passed. Everything seemed to be mementos to some lost time. Only faded memories of someone else. 
someone else he was determined to become estranged from. <laughs>